Michigan then squeezed and forced the, uh, the... Keeper, Bennett, gets a block! Georgia draws first blood! That's it. That's the highlight from last night. Georgia draws first blood. They go up seven to nothing after getting TCU to punt three and out. And UGA repeats as national champions. They've lost one game in the last two seasons. It was to Alabama last year. They win a thousand to zero. Just kidding. This is interesting to see your daily sports podcast, News Narratives, takes gambling, the national championship last night. Everyone doubted Georgia. No one thought they could do it. And they finally come back and do it. No, everybody. Stetson Bennett, God damn it. <laughs> Everyone knew they could do it, and then they did it. TCU, of course, uh, reminded reminds everyone a lot of 2012 Notre Dame who proved emphatically you don't have to win 11 or 12 games to go to the national championship. You only have to win seven or eight as long as you get three or four miracles. And that was TCU. Um, they're way ahead of schedule. They had a great year, blah, 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 blah. This was not the... the this, and this is, this is why tournaments are weird. You can get shit like this. Michigan was a far better program than TCU, but they got caught reading their own press clippings. They probably were preparing for Georgia and not TCU. They overlooked their opponent. And they got their shit kicked in, and now we had to watch TCU play a team that they are frankly not ready to play. They're just not at the same level. Um, they may or may never, they may or may never be they, at that level of Georgia. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. The first year head coach with a bunch of transfers. No, that was there's no chance this was never going to be good. Um, they got they went as far as they possibly could, and and, and Michigan didn't take him seriously, and, and they beat Michigan. They deserve to be there, but that's what can happen in tournaments is if there's an upset in the semis or the quarters, then you get some bullshit. And that's what happened. I did not watch a single play after about five minutes to go in the second quarter because I was living my life. There's no point in watching. None of the TCU players, except for that safety, would play almost any time for Georgia. Maybe there are some draft prospects in there. I think there's a guard that's pretty good for TCU, but for the most part, like, it is what it is, man. And the SEC reigns supreme. Georgia is the second school in the last, I want to say, 20 years to win multiple national championships. Fourth school to do that? Let's see. Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Florida have all won multiple national championships since 2002, 2003. Um, and in addition to that, Auburn has won. They did lose another. They they failed the SEC against Florida State. The SEC reigns supreme, man. I mean, this is just another, the fifth school to win a national championship and the fourth school to win multiple national championships. I don't want to hear it. And it's the best conference. I don't, I mean, that stat alone is bananas. How many conferences have multiple national champions at the same time? Let's just go off the top of our head. The ACC has multiple national champions since 2002. I think in 02... Ohio State won, so that means Miami doesn't count, but they have two since 2002, since 2003. Florida State and Clemson. The Big 12 has zero, I think. I don't think Oklahoma or Texas won during that time. I No, I don't think so. I think that they won in a couple years earlier. The Pac-12 has two, uh, officially zero, but... Uh, two, I believe. 
the Big Ten has, but only one school did that, right? USC's got a couple national championships in there. Ohio State has a national championship in there. And that's it? Pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, no storylines from the game. Again, like, it was not an entertaining situation. Yep, it just sucked. Um, it's Michigan's fault for not taking TCU more seriously and figuring it out because they probably could give Georgia a game. I think that they lose, like, a more traditional SEC national championship, like, in the name of, like, 38 to 10, but yeah, yikes. Um, we do have this interesting tweet that surfaced yesterday, which is from, of course, uh, Stetson Bennett. Again, remember, nobody believed in Stetson Bennett. Uh, or, that's actually true. Nobody believing in Georgia is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. There he is tweeting that he got a an offer to play college football for Massachusetts from UMass. Huh. Funny how it goes. He is, uh, this is a, another fun fact about Stetson Bennett. He's like a million years old. I believe something like he's older than like six starting quarterbacks, including multiple MVP candidates. I know he's older than like Lamar Jackson, who won an MVP. He's older than Jalen Hurts. He's older than Justin Herbert. He's like a thousand years old. He's old for BYU standards, which I, I actually think is something that should be addressed. This eligibility thing. TCU's punter is going to be 30 in a couple weeks. 30. It's going to be 30. That's not college football. I don't know. There, we should figure this out. I don't want to be discriminatory, but like at a certain point, like, if you can rent a car and you can't be on your parents' like health insurance anymore, what the fuck are we doing? I don't know. It's weird. Okay, but Georgia, uh, yeah, one of the greatest runs of all time, back-to-back national champions. We'll see if they can hold on. They've got some things coming back. I don't know if Stetson Bennett's eligible for another year. Maybe he is. Who the hell knows? They've got that tight end who's sick. Uh, he'll be back, but they're going to lose Jalen Carter, Keely Ringo. Um, so we'll see if Georgia, if this was just a good run of a couple good recruits and they can do and be back in the playoff again next year, or if it's going to balance out in Alabama or LSU are going to do something. I think LSU will do it. Um, A&M, that's just a shit show. You know, they're mercenaries, they're guns for hire. It's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same level of effort. That's just my opinion. Um, David Pollock, who went to Georgia, I think late nineties, early 2000s, somewhere in that era. I think he had a cup of coffee in the NFL and was never that good. Maybe he, got, maybe he got hurt real bad and never could play. I think something like that happened. Anyway, he's the dude that's been doing TV for years and years. And he's pretty good at it. He looked Nick Saban, the head coach of Alabama, right in the face and said, Georgia's taking over college football. And, and Georgia, obviously, you've seen in the past couple seasons now, really, they've taken hold of college football. They did an unbelievable job. Uh, this is a young football team. This isn't an old football team with a bunch of guys losing. Now, listen, the NFL can take its chunk out of anything. Yeah, and Saban was like, mm, motherfucker, which is true, which is true. However... And we move over to the NFL. We've got some news that can affect Alabama, perhaps, as the Arizona Cardinals have parted ways with Cliff Kingsbury. And the, of course, take immediately is that Cliff Kingsbury will be the next offensive coordinator at Alabama. I doubt that. I don't know. I think that Cliff, I kind of think that Cliff did a pretty good job in the NFL. As far as college coaches in the NFL work, or as far as they go, I think he's like by far the best one in a long time. He understood how to deal with millennials. He adapted. They ran the ball a little bit. He never panicked at stuff. I don't think he was, like, by any means super good, but they went to the playoffs. It wasn't a disaster like Urban Myers. It's not a disaster. That's a joke. And and Matt Rule kind of couldn't quite figure it out. I think that Cliff Kingsbury is by far the best 
college coach to make the transition in like in a long time. I think that if he wants to stay in the NFL, he can do that. The money is not as good for NFL head coaching jobs until you are for sure established. These are rumors. Those contracts aren't super reported. Like if he wanted to take a big college football job, which most of them are already filled, he probably could. He could probably charge Nick Saban like $8 million a year to be the offensive coordinator. I mean, I don't know that he would, or but Bama's got it. They would do it, I'm sure. Maybe he'll just take some time off. I don't know, but that's the take that's happening right now. Alabama needs to reprioritize the receiver position if they want to get past LSU. That's why they weren't good this year. They didn't have any receivers. And, I mean, in the years that they've been good, the last, like, five or six, they've had just freak receivers this year. I don't know who their receivers were. I know that they're not elite draft prospects and top five, top ten picks like they've been. Uh, and that's part of the deal. That's part of the deal. Okay, let's update the NFL coaching carousel just <clears throat> as a refresher. Head coaches fired. Frank Reich from Indianapolis. That happened during the season. Lovey Smith, that happened in the elevator after the game. That's not actually true, but kind of. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett happened in the middle of the season. Matt Rule happened in the middle of the season. And then at the end of the season, Cliff Kingsbury. So Cardinals, Panthers, Broncos, Texans, Colts, head coaching jobs. GM positions available include the Titans and the Cardinals after Steve Kimes stepped down. We've got a bunch of... Coordinators moving around. I'm not don't have I'm not going to get that deep into it. Um, the Panthers have requested permission. A lot of okay. Let's go through the hot names for the NFL uh, coaching search. Ken Dorsey from the Bills is going to be a hot one. Ben Johnson from the Lions is going to be a hot one. Aaron Glenn also from the Lions is going to be a hot one. People are going to want to talk to Frank Reich of the Colts. Shane Steichen, I think is how you say his name, the defensive or the offensive coordinator for the Eagles. He's going to be a hot one. Um, those are going to be the hottest names. So the two off, two coordinators for the Lions. Um, you're going to see Ken Dorsey from the Bills, uh, Steichen from the Eagles. I don't know if that's his name. And then, of course, Jim Harbaugh is making the rounds, which let's talk about Jimbo. Uh, Jim, Jim, Jim. So, Jim, it's been widely reported that he is interested in making a return to the NFL. Remember, last year he flirted with the NFL again and people were kind of talking to him and like maybe he wants to think he wanted to coach Miami remember the owner there Stephen Ross he's a Michigan graduate I don't know if he's from Michigan but he's a Michigan billionaire and Harbaugh wanted to like consider that so Harbaugh has been reportedly considered for NFL coaching jobs with the Broncos already and there could perhaps be some other interest from other teams however the weirdest thing happened with Jim Harbaugh, which is that his representation reached out like multiple times. Essentially, and this is reported by, I don't know if it was Jason Lockenforda, somebody, I wish I figure who, how, out who it was. Uh, he reached out, his representation reached out multiple times, essentially pestering the Carolina Panthers, for the head coaching job. And then they were like, okay, fine, we'll talk to him. And then they talked to him, and then they were like, yeah, nope, we're not pursuing Jim Harbaugh. So he like begging Carolina to interview him for this head coaching position that they have. And then they do, and they're like, dude, no, go away. Remember, Jim Harbaugh left San Francisco before being fired 
to take the University of Michigan job. It was a big deal for Michigan. They got this guy from the NFL. They did not poach him from the NFL. He was going to be fired. He was going to be fired because he kind of acts like a dictator. He wants to instill his personality and his uh, culture throughout an organization. The problem is, and this is why college coaches fail over and over and over and over and over and over, is that when they are in college, they are the overlord supreme. They are the god. They're the most important and impactful person at the university. Not at not in like in the entire organization of a multi-billion dollar system, they are the king. So if they want this guy, they want that, they want these uniforms, they're in charge. In the NFL, they are not. If he wants to take the head coaching job at Denver, that's fine. As long as they sit down and he looks Russell Wilson in the face and it makes it is made clear to Jim Harbaugh, Russell Wilson is many, many times more important than you will ever be. Ever. He makes more money than you. He's more important to the success of the franchise than you. And many players are going to make as much or more money than you. You are their coworker. You are not their boss. That's the weird thing about the NFL. Coaches are coaches. They're not bosses. It's a little bit different. They're like shift supervisors. But they're coworkers. When Mike Tomlin very famously tells rookies, call me Mike. We, we're, we're grown men who work together. Call me Mike. Jim Harbaugh couldn't vibe with that in San Francisco. He wants to be God of his football team. So, begging Carolina for an interview, they were like, okay, yeah, hey, what do you believe? Okay, bye. So this is going to be a thing. He wants to get back in the NFL. Man, Russell Wilson and Jim Harbaugh, Harbaugh are one of those things that I think that work immediately. They make the playoffs. Maybe even they win the division. Remember, Denver has an elite defense. And then, like, it's going to start to fall apart because Russell Wilson is not going to toe the line to Jim Harbaugh shit. He is just not. He cares very much about his brand. He cares about, like, what he's about. You have to, you're going to have to massage things. That's why the Cliff Kingsbury, like, co-work kumboya stuff that's a much players rights players opinions like it's been reported that kyler murray is going to participate in the coaching search for for arizona so i mean this jim harbaugh thing is fascinating to me he just got a big extension at michigan i believe they went to the playoff two years in a row i feel like he thinks if he's going to take another shot at the nfl the time is now but he has shown zero evidence of any sort of growth so if he gets back to the nfl that'll be the question of like hey i don't know uh, do you understand that you're not the boss of Russell Wilson? Do you understand that? Do you understand that if he doesn't want to run your offense, like you should probably run what he wants to run? Like, I mean, I don't, the quarterback's more important than you, period. He will always be more important than you, period. He makes many times more money than you, period. Yep, the Carson Wentz drama got Doug Peterson fired, or they mutually parted ways. And that was a bad decision, but... So we'll see. I mean, we'll see. They're, they're going to interview him. I don't think anybody's going to give him a job. I don't think so. Because I think everyone's like, this is not what our, our players want right now. That's just the vibe I get. Over the weekend, I'll get out of here on this. couple things to note. Uh, Peyton Hiller's former running back. He was the, the white running back from Arkansas that was in the same backfield as, uh, I want to say, Felix Jones and Darren McFadden, maybe? I forget. That was a really great right of the backfield for Arkansas. He then was on the cover of Madden after having a great year with the Cleveland Browns. They destroyed the Patriots right in like the Tom Brady-ish era. Well, he um, is in the ICU. He's not doing so well because he saved his children from drowning. 
So he had, was having lung and kidney issues. They were not there. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to put medical terms in anyone's mouth, but essentially systems impact one another. Somebody who's drowning. Now his kidneys are, are, are the big issue. And apparently he is still very much not out of the woods. This, of course, comes on the heels of the DeMar Hamlin stuff. So people are kind of keeping an eye on the Peyton Hillis situation. Packers-Lions on Sunday night was the most watched Sunday night football finale in six years. It averaged 23.4 million viewers. The Detroit Lions also had the number two most watched regular season NFL game of the 2022 calendar year, which includes the 2022 Super Bowl with the Bengals and the Rams. The only regular season game watched more than that was the one immediately following it. It was Thanksgiving, Bills-Lions, the only one that was watched more than that was the one immediately following it with uh, Dallas and New York. So the Lions getting some eyeballs at the end of the year. Good for them. And we'll get out of here on this over the weekend. Like I said, uh, the Ducks and the Bruins are playing. It's Boston 7, Anaheim 1. And if you listen closely, you can hear the crowd start to chant, Yankees suck. What is up with the Florida Panthers? Yankees suck. Yankees suck. Oh, man. You love to see it. Um, I saw a bunch of Yankees fans say, we live rent-free in your head. No, dude. They're just stating a fact. (laughs) They're just stating a fact. The Yankees are garbage. They haven't won. When was the last time they won something? Oh, nine? I think that's right. First fall of the Obama administration. Hmm. That's going to do it. Controversial Wednesday coming up tomorrow.